Welcome back to my podcast, Bethany Says, Beauty, Style, and You. We spent a lot of time last year talking about image and style, from simplifying your wardrobe to thinking about your image as a form of good manners and how to age gracefully with style. In this episode, I'm shifting gears from image and style to talk about anxiety. It's the number one most common mental illness in the U.S., affecting 40 million adults, and approximately 7% of our children have diagnosed anxiety. Since anxiety is something I struggle with year-round, especially in January, I'd like to talk about it. I want to share my story, explain how I cope, and just share what I'm learning about anxiety in general in the hopes that it helps some of you who struggle with it as well. Let's dive in. So, anxiety. Here we are. It's 2021. 2020 is in our rearview mirror, but instead of breathing a sigh of relief and greeting the new year with a woohoo, we understand that this pandemic continues to worsen, the economic fallout is going to take years to recover from, and not surprisingly, our mental health is suffering. All this aside, I always feel anxious in January, this sinking feeling, a bit of dread, I always thought it was because the holidays were over. Oh no, we got to get serious again. And that could be part of it. But more than that, I feel an enormous amount of pressure in January. I I don't know what it is. It's all kinds of questions in my head. Like, what am I going to do this year? And am I going to change careers? And will I learn a new skill? And am I doing enough with my life? And I mean, so on and so on. Am I doing the right things? It just never ends. January is always my hardest month for for things like that. It's actually not something I realized that I struggled with until the last few years. And I guess part of that's because I found ways of handling my anxiety, not realizing that that's what I was doing. I followed the rules. I got along with my friends and family, you know, the peacemaker type. I studied hard. I made good grades. I avoided things that I didn't think I'd be good at and so forth. Some of that's my personality, right? But it's only been as I've pieced together stories and read more about anxiety that I discovered I have a low level of anxiety. It's not something that keeps me from functioning or trying new things, but I work very hard to keep things as easy as possible for myself. I have these little dialogues probably like, stay away from that. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to figure that out, or I'm not sure if you're going to be that good at that, so better not do that. But of course, as we know, growth doesn't come in those easy moments or staying away from the harder things. Uh, But I'll confess, I often wait until I have to, to meet that new challenge or to make that change. Um, When I was choosing a major, I didn't, I didn't look at what I loved or what I was particularly great at. Um... That might have been too problematic or too difficult. Instead, I chose a major finance that I thought would get me a good job. I could have a lot of options. I could have a stable career, and that's going to be easier. And that, you know, of course, I never truly learned finance the way people who love finance do because I didn't love it. 
I really was not even the least bit interested in it. I was just like, that's a good major. Let's go with that. And I'm good with numbers. I memorized everything for the tests. And then I think I just dumped it all out. So don't ask me anything finance related because I probably couldn't help you. Uh, but I spent 15 years in a finance related position, never loving it, but not knowing what else to do. So I kind of backed myself into this corner and that created a lot of anxiety, believe me. Um, I'm not doing that job anymore, obviously, as we all know, but it took me a long time getting here. And I did some career counseling in my later 20s when I realized, hey, finance is not it. And the counselor opened my eyes to the fact that I was avoiding things that I didn't think I could, quote, win at or be the best at. And uh, she said, well, um, instead of choosing it for the win, why don't you just try it for the experience of it, win or lose? And that was just kind of like my, oh, <laughs> yeah, why? I know it doesn't all drill down to anxiety. As I said a moment ago, some of this is personality related and there's heavy doses of perfectionism in there. I'm risk averse and I like routine. That is until I get bored with the routine. You know how that goes for those of you who are like that. But part of my desire to control or to choose this path that I think would be easier or more, um, I don't know, reasonable um, is, um, you know, I thought that was a way of easing my anxiety is what I'm realizing now. So don't worry, Bethany, this is going to be the better thing, the better choice. And you won't have to think about those other things that kind of scare you when really I should have been going for the things that kind of scare me. Um, but, uh, change of course doesn't come, um, it, it comes anyway, right? And those difficult roads, they find their way into our lives regardless. 2020 taught us that. So what is anxiety? It's a persistent worry about everyday situations. It's a concern about what may happen. I have all kinds of dialogues in my head, thoughts. You know, I'm thinking 10 steps down the road. And um, I understand that this is a very simplistic explanation of anxiety. This could be a much longer podcast. Um, levels of anxiety run the gamut from people who lie awake at night before a test, for example, or those with a slight nagging, oh, I'm kind of nervous about that test, but they're able to sleep. That's I'm going to be that, that latter person. I'm going to be aware of my concern, but I'm going to then over-prepare for the test so I can sleep. Um, the thing that I'm learning about anxiety is that it can't be figured out. And that's sort of comforting and sort of frustrating. We live in an age of being able to find the answer to any question in a matter of seconds. So the fact that we can't neatly nail down anxiety might create more anxiety unless we understand this other thing about anxiety. And that thing is we can't choose to not be anxious, but we can acknowledge it and allow it to exist. We can't wish it away, but we can manage it. So think about anxiety from the standpoint of mindfulness. Mindfulness isn't about quieting your mind. Mindfulness is about accepting reality as it is without judgment. 
Anxiety isn't a choice, but I can say hello to it. I know you're there and these are the things I'm going to do to ease my anxiety. What's on my list? Well, being outside is high on my list. Nature calms me like nothing else. So I do try to take advantage of any beautiful days, especially this time of year, to get outside even for just a short walk. If I'm lucky enough to be outside for a few hours on a weekend, a nice weekend, gosh, I'm super relaxed and very happy. Um, But in the wintertime, we have to maybe just position ourselves by a window, take a drive with the windows cracked, sit on our back porch with a blanket, but just a little bit of outside is better than nothing for me. Um, Yoga has been another answer for me. I didn't realize it when I started yoga as a regular practice two years ago, how much I would need it uh, the following year, Um, but I really... And I, I didn't go into yoga with a super uh, set amount of expectations around it. I just kept thinking about it, and I'd never done it regularly. So I thought, you know, I just have to answer this question for myself. Will I enjoy it? Will it be beneficial for me? And the answer almost immediately was yes. But did I see, like, super major changes in improvement right away? No. I'd say it's really only been two years in that I've um, really felt a much deeper sense of calm. I react differently to just about everything than I used to. And I've always been positive and joyful. This is something people know about me. You know, my laughter is probably one of my personal trademarks. But Yoga has calmed my insides, whereas before my smile was hiding anxiety and my stomach was all kind of butterfly. So it's not only helped me with anxiety, but it's taught me to be kind to myself and to be patient. We don't force anything in yoga and we shouldn't force anything in our lives. I'm not going to bore you with an exhaustive list. Uh, I'll share one more thing with you that I like to do. And I shared it on my March podcast last year, Lessons from Quarantine. I love a hot bath with Epsom salts, which the magnesium um, eases your muscles. And I listen to the Hertz 432 music, which is healing to the body. You can find any number of um, recordings on YouTube. 528 music may also pop up for you if you search for Hertz 432, and I believe that one is for relaxing and sleeping, so you might enjoy something like that before bed. Um, it's, It's definitely helped me with anxiety and prepping my body for a good night's rest, and um, one thing that my husband's been doing is the weighted blanket. Um, I'm not an active sleeper. I'm very still, but the the weighted blanket has really helped him, and my son has one now too, and um, it really keeps them still and helps them get a good night's rest. So um, not that being an active sleeper is the same thing as being an anxious person, but they sometimes go hand in hand. If you have anxiety, I'd love to know what you do to feel better. Your list is probably different. It's maybe cooking or calling a friend, reading a book, sewing, taking in a good movie. Whatever your list is, maybe you're not super aware of your your full list, so maybe you make a list and then just do it. 
If you can't find time every day to do something, I hope you can, but if you can't, at least a few times a week, something that calms you and reduces your anxiety. And then in times of higher anxiety, just care for yourself as you would a child. Just make yourself feel safe and loved and cared for. Um, your routine should be really simple and probably you'll have to change how you define a good day when we go through really high stress and anxiety um, we need to be at peace and happy with doing less because if you still have the same expectations um, during those times then those things may not get met and then you could create more anxiety. So simplify, simplify. I always tell my clients less is more. And of course, I'm referring to their wardrobes when I say that most of the time. But you can, you can actually do more with a wardrobe when you eliminate the extra and use the best of what you have. Um, but this works in other areas of life. I don't need 30 friends. I can do wonderfully with three or four trusted ones. I don't have to pump the highest weight and run sprints. I can do a few sets of push-ups and take a brisk walk. I don't need a calendar packed with events and engagements and appointments. Just a few meaningful get-togethers will suffice. One of my favorite quotes from last year as I was searching for encouragement in 2020 was an old video of a speech Matthew McConaughey gave and in it, he said, don't spend time with anything that antagonizes your character. Decrease your options. Too many choices make tyrants of us all. Create space to grow and to live joyfully. I love that. His speech wasn't addressing anxiety. It was about um, finding joy. But I think that also speaks to creating a life that... Um, can be a little less anxious. Reducing options, finding what works for you to reduce your anxiety, to allow it to just kind of, you know, move through, um, and looking anxiety in its face, calling it by its name. It's there. It will likely always be there, and that's okay. You can live a full, joyful life doing things you love. Anxiety, most of the time, doesn't tell the truth. We know this. Here's the truth. You are amazing. You are strong. You are smart. And you will be okay. Keep going. Keep shining your light. And be kind to yourself. Thank you for listening. There are many podcasts to choose from, so I appreciate you taking the time to listen to mine. Be sure to subscribe so that you know when I post a new one. I do them once a month, and my aim is to start doing them towards the end of the month. I do a blog in the beginning of each month, and then a newsletter in the middle, and then the podcast towards the end. So that's kind of the cadence, and I'd love for you to 
um, check out my uh, website, bethanysiggins.com. You can get on my newsletter list there if you're not already. You can find links to my social. You can also find this podcast there. If you have ideas for a future podcast, a blog or a video, which I'm doing also, I have a YouTube channel now, send me an email at bethany at bethanysiggins.com. I love hearing from you. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. Thank you again for listening and I'll speak to you again real soon. Thank you.